Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code presson25 at checkout for 25% off impress manicure and presson falsies. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, and welcome to Friends with Friends. Uh, my name's Pete. Here's Dave. Ahoy ho! Okay, sorry, I've yawned already. You've yawned twice in the space of like 60 seconds. Right, so here's the... Oh my goodness. Right, no more yawning. Come on, Dave. Snap out of it. I am tired. That is the headline. Okay. Um, I threw a surprise party for my friend Haley on Saturday night. Um, right. It was her birthday. It was a was whole... Was she surprised? Very, very. There was oh, a whole good. level of stress. So it was a surprising party because it was at my house where famously she doesn't live, nor does her boyfriend. Was it so surprising that you were surprised? Uh, I was surprised when today I went to look for my laptop to record Friends with Friends and couldn't find it. So that was problem one with the party. Uh, I don't know if someone's stolen my laptop. Yeah, oh, no, one of, how not. many people were at this party? Like 40, 50, I don't know. Right, okay. Because basically, it, it, there was a brief moment earlier today where uh, some doubt was throw. Do you throw doubt? Yeah, you do throw yeah, doubt. Throw it, cast it. Some cast. Good. Some doubt was cast over whether uh, we'd be able to do this weekend's, this week's episode, even of Friends of Friends, uh, because Dave couldn't find his laptop. No, and I still can't. And I've looked everywhere, Pete. I have looked everywhere. And so I'm, how are you talking to me? I'm Who's actually quite stressed. From? Well, I'm now. I'm currently on like a, an old desktop computer. Oh, old to school. record, and then I need. I'm going to borrow a laptop of my friend Mark to edit it. And so it, it might be that you're listening to, to this. edit what I edit the podcast. Yeah, but then I do my pass, and then I master it, and then I upload it. There's a whole pal- oh. palaver, and I've got yeah. an edit correspondence, haven't I? Because you told a story about. I couldn't leave in, so I've got to edit that now. No, we don't usually. Do you know what? Do you know what I'll do? I'll bleep the name of the person that you just said, and it will never be known. <laughs> well, there's no details there, really, are there? No, it's just not. Not anyway. Uh, uh, where where were we? Um, so what? So I don't. So basically, one of the pie guests is at your laptop. Is that well? What I, I'd like to assume they saw it. And moved it. You know, like if I saw a laptop sort of where drinks were, I would put it somewhere safe. And I'm hoping that whoever did that has put it somewhere safe and not let me know. But I have looked fucking everywhere. And have I can't... you, uh, are you the sort of person that leaves their laptop? Because I'm this person, like, I don't know, on the floor, by the sofa, on the floor, by the side of the bed, that kind of thing. A little bit. But what I did this time was leave it deliberately by the door of the living room to take to my bedroom the next time I went. And then before right. that happened, somebody clearly moved it. 
And then I, therefore I forgot about it, you know, because the whole point of leaving it there was to remind me. So Is it not like under your sofa or anything? I've looked under the sofa, mate. I've looked under everything. I've looked under the outdoor sofa. I've looked under the beds. I've looked on the top of the bookshelves. In the, I've genuinely, I shit you not, looked in the freezer. I was like, I don't know where it could be. What if someone put it in the freezer? That'd be insane. Uh, but I checked behind my copy of The Shining and it wasn't there. Someone I used to work with once put their uh, laptop um, in the oven to hide it from potential burglars when they went on holiday. Looked in the oven? Ca- came back home and turned the oven on. Yeah, well, idiot, idiot. cooked their laptop. Yeah, of course. I mean, like, well, don't ever put it in something where you could genuinely fry it, you know? I mean, not fry yeah. it, but burn it, like roast it, I guess. Imagine accidentally frying a laptop. <laughs> I just leave it in the frying pan just oh, for safety. Oh, fuck, that's not a pancake. <laughs> <laughs> I've oiled my laptop again. Yeah. Um, um, oh, well, I hope you find me it. Me too, mate. So apologies if this episode is slightly later out than normal, because I don't know quite when I can squeeze in this editing borrow laptop situation, you know? All right. And also I need to sleep because of her. So the party started, Peter, at 5.30pm on Saturday, which sounds very right. early, but there was like a, a choreographed surprise moment at half six when my friend was due to arrive, you know? So everyone had to get there early. And it started 5.30 Saturday and the final guests left at midnight on Sunday. Okay, that's just too long, isn't it? What made them go home at midnight on the Sunday? Because that's, I don't know, like if you've lasted that long into the night, you might as well, I don't know, stay overnight. Like why why at midnight? Is everyone just bored of each other? Midnight Sunday? Oh, because everyone has work on Monday, I guess. Oh, fine. And it was like, like last tube's home, you know? Oh, okay. I think that was genuinely what it was. I mean, some people left on Saturday night and then came back on Sunday. Wow. There you go. And some people had a nap in my house. Some people stayed up all night. <laughs> Legends. Just me and three other people. But I'm very tired. Uh, it was quite long, Peter, if I'm honest. Well, it, yes. It yes, quite tired. it does sound it. Um, and that's a lot of time for laptops to go missing, frankly. <laughs> absolutely. You've. Uh, it's not easy to... Narrow down the window of opportunity, is it? No, it could be halfway around the world by now, Peter. Exactly. Anyway, should we talk about friends? Uh, yeah, okay. Probably useful that we do. Um, a request, maybe. Yes. A chance. It's from Ella, Pete. And talking of being halfway around the world, uh, this isn't a great link, Ella is all the way around the world. <laughs> Smooth. Isn't um, all the way around the world just like next to you? Uh, oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. She is, she is halfway around the world. Okay, yeah, halfway around the world, fine. Maybe she's got your laptop. Ella, do you have my laptop? Someone sent it you. What a dirty little thief. <laughs> uh, Ella's in Auckland, in New Zealand. Uh, hi, David and Pete. I've been listening to the podcast since the early days of COVID. Love it so much. Oh, thank you. Shout out to my sister, Kezia, for the recommendation. Shout out, Kezia. Thank you for the recommendation. I always look fun to... I always look funded. Well, it's not making any sense because that's not what you mean. Well, you would be with selling all those stolen laptops. Absolutely. Keep that money coming in. I look forward to my Wednesday bus trip home from work so I can listen. I'd like to request the one with the cheap wedding dress. Rachel with the whistle in the dress shop is something my sister and I regularly reference when we're at the shops. <laughs> Sometimes a whistle would really help. Yeah, I do feel that, actually. Uh, but also, this episode has got some bananas plot points. For example, how did Megan get Monica's phone number? Great question. Have Monica and Chandler really been swing dancing when Chandler famously can't dance? Why is the wedding dress in Clymans a totally different one to the one Monica has in the bridal boutique and her apartment? So thanks so much, Ella, Auckland, New Zealand. These are all good questions. But the main one is and i had to go back and double check because i thought it might just be my sort of 
um, what's the delicate way of putting this? Pathetic straight man brain that didn't remember what dresses look like. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I didn't clock that it was well. I Completely a different, man's brain, apparently. Yes. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Well, I imagine no, I'm not much interested in wedding dresses for you. Um, well, no, fair point. This is a traditional, at least. Uh, not much for me, frankly, but for different reasons. Um, but it was a completely different wedding dress, mate. Like, just very clearly not the one. It's like, how hard would it have been? They already had the first one as a prop. What yeah, the fuck is true. wrong with them? What the fuck is wrong with them? How's that happened? Um, but yes, the other things we should address as well. So, I mean, there's only two um, storylines in this episode as well, Peter. Would you like a, as the kids would say, synopsis? Yeah, go on. Uh, it is Friends Season 6. No, it's not. It is Friends Season 7. <laughs> <laughs> I was not concentrating because I was trying to find the synopsis and then just got a complete... Is it even Season 7? Season 7, Episode 17. Episode 17, got it. Ooh, you might like this one. 226414. I do like that. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Um, Monica beats another bride to be in a fight over a discounted wedding dress but her happiness is short-lived when she's forced to relinquish her prize after the other bride-to-be blackmails her into giving the dress back by booking Chandler's favourite band on the same day as her wedding meanwhile Joey and Ross are interested in the same girl and go to drastic measures to win her they do go to drastic measures where would you like to start? Um, Joey, and, Joey and Ross on this one? yeah let's do the Joey and Ross bit uh, my first thing was about how seemingly easy it is for both of them to meet a stranger on the street and convert that into an immediate date. Yeah, and Ross sort of, well, they both immediately ask her out. I also like how um, it doesn't take long for Ross to start. Ross? He's not in it. Ross. No, Ross. For, it doesn't take long for Ross to start telling her sewage facts. So I feel I feel like she's <laughs> she is getting the kind of authentic Ross Geller experience. Hundreds particularly the great... Sometimes ankle deep uh, <laughs> references. Yeah. Do you know what? I this is one of those ones where I think Ross gets a bit undervalued uh, here because that is an interesting fact, Pete. It's just uh, told it's in a sort of slightly creepy, weird way, and not the right moment. But and it's not like the street you've just moved into is now covered in shit. No, well, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and you're not sort of describing the smell or anything. Yeah, um, which would have been awful. But um, yeah, but it's just. I mean, a. They both seem very confident to quickly ask her out, which is, I guess, just I don't share that. So I don't, it doesn't, you know, it's very hard to relate about us going, hey, what are you doing? You want to go to dinner tonight? Um, also, Kristen, babes, why you got no plans? <laughs> she has no plans tonight. She has no plans tomorrow night. Like, if she's a sort of girl that is just a chatting to strangers and getting asked out all the time why she got no yeah. plans what's going on here uh, eh? also I have uh, the, uh, another issue I have with Kristen is that she uh, just leaves her car open containing all of her possessions while unpacking maybe a laptop like, will get stolen exactly there's one bit where she and Joey go inside uh, at the end of their scene together and she just like it's not even her car's a lot her boot is wide open with everything that she owns Absolutely inside mad. it mad on the streets it's not like it's in a driveway as well it's literally on the street city centre of New York Okay, exactly. yeah, I wouldn't do that on my driveway, you know? Yeah. I'd close and lock it in this horrible criminal day and age, you know? You are in no position to um, to make bold claims given your uh, secure, levels of security. You know, that's true, actually. Yeah. I mean, I didn't leave my car open. I just left my apartment open for two days. 
Yeah, okay. So I guess that is as bad in many ways, isn't it? Um, Joey's conversation with her is quite weird, isn't it? Like, not only does he ask her out very quickly, but he literally goes, boyfriend? No. Nice to meet you. You know, it's like... And then uh, makes it clear that he's forgotten her name. Yeah, what was that? Is that just is the joke that he just completely forgot it? Yeah, but he kind of does it in a way that's charming enough for her not to be bothered. She yeah, but I'd be a bit she... worried if I was her that, like, they can't even retain that information for three seconds, you know? Yeah, player. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not even player. It's... That's the first time I've ever said that. <laughs> but it's more like, you know... You should have pooped a flea. It's like that thing of not being able to just repeat the sound he's just heard back, you yeah. know? Although, to be to be fair, like, I do do that. I Someone will tell me their name, and it, it just does not register. Oh, I'm so bad at names and fairness. No, I, I do relate to that. I do relate to that, especially if you meet more than one. Like, again, this party on Saturday. Oh, those names, I can't remember. Almost immediately, you know? Hmm. Although I have, I might have mentioned this before, I've once heard a bit of advice of what to do if you forget someone's name. I, f- I feel like I've, I've, haven't I shared it with you? Maybe, before? yeah, but I've, ironically, Peter, probably forgotten it. Oh, so uh, this is the situation, right? You and I, we're just meeting. I ask you your name. You tell me your name, which is... Dave. Yeah, fine. Then we're chatting for a couple of minutes and then I go, oh, what was, what was your name again? That was the advice, was it? Hang on. If you Play forget along. it. All oh, right, sorry. Dave. Oh, no, sorry. I meant your surname. Oh, no. No, no. no that's crap. Do you think it's crap? That's absolute crap. Because when have you or ever... Or like, s- oh, I meant your full name. Because um, you can do nah. it in like a, oh, sorry, I thought I recognised you. Uh, no, because do you know what you would ask is, what was your surname? And if you hadn't already discussed surnames, then that's toss. It's going, what's your, what's your name again? What was your surname again? Like, have you just discussed the surname earlier? Maybe, you know? I was just trying to give you a way out there, whatever your name is. No, I don't think so. I think that's, I also think that early in a conversation, it's fine to be like, remind me of your name. Sorry, I'm very bad with names. It's, it's more like if you've met someone a couple of times and then you see him again, that's the troublesome one, isn't it? Yeah, fair. And that is hard work. Oh, well, um, fuck you if you don't want my advice. Well, no, I mean, the other one is how do you spell it? Uh, but what if they're like Tim? <laughs> yeah. Is that Tim with a T or two T's? <laughs> uh, no, the, the, I think the best one in the in the modern day and age, if it doesn't seem forward and appropriate, inappropriate, sorry, is to ask for some sort of like, oh, you're on Instagram? What's your Instagram thing? And then they'll be like, yeah, it's John Smith. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, but what if they're John. like, oh, it's, I don't know. Big spider boy at 32. <laughs> 32. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Big, is that your alt? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Giving it away there, aren't I? Yeah, fair. Big Spider Boy 32. <laughs> Made it a few years ago. Um, yeah, no, well, their name would probably be somewhere, though, you know? You could probably, yeah. once you've got that, you can probably find it, I think. Uh, well, you're fucked then, aren't you? Um, yep, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, Joey forgets her name immediately. Anyway, Kristen agrees to go on a date with both of them. And actually, this whole dating scenario, Pete, and, you know, maybe it's been a while since you've done some some new dating, what with your established relationship and all. Um, and I don't date. That's my thing. I hate dating. I find it incredibly tedious and boring. But it seems to me that at that early stage of dating, you wouldn't need to declare that you might be dating other people after one date. No, I did think that. Like, it's, it's. I suppose the honesty and the openness of doing it is, is good. Yeah, but, well, but it's I've... literally the first time she's met either of them. Therefore, I really don't think she needs to say it. 
No, I think it would be assumed that if you were a, a single dater in the city, you would potentially be dating other people, right? Yeah, and like she owes neither of them anything. Exactly. And if you are telling someone, I think that comes with a extra implication that actually this might be a ser- more of a serious thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, just so you know, I'm dating someone else, even though, you know, it's like, yeah, she doesn't owe him anything. I don't think she owes him anything. And then all the um, behaviours in these in this situation is odd as well. Like, Ross is sending her $100 flowers. Right. That before is, a second that date. That is a very expensive bunch of flowers. A fucking madman, Ross. That is not just expensive. That is, like, unnecessary. That must be a huge bouquet. But I think even just sending someone, like, 20 quid flowers before a second date, you'd be like, this is a bit... A bit early. I love that scene where Chandler kind of orchestrates that moment where Ross and Joey realise that they're dating the same person. And do you know what, actually? it's it, This is going to sound like a strange comparison, but that kind of uh, farce of one character's doing this and the other one doesn't realise and, oh, let's set them up and, oh, it's all big. Like, that's, that's actually quite like... Um, from memory, like quite a sort of Shakespearean kind of thing. Yeah. That you set up these kind of farcical situations that then turn into this, oh, what a silly old outcome. Yeah, yeah it's proper farce, definitely, yeah. Um, and this is, uh, we've, we've said that uh, a few times about, you know, friends plots, but yeah. I really like this one because it's just sort of Chandler reveling in the in the meddling. And it's nice. He's really funny and mischievous in this scene, isn't he? I think it is very funny. And that punchline when he goes, by the way, what's the girl you're dating? And again, I think it's slightly uh, implausible they'd both say her full name. Because, <laughs> again, would you even necessarily know the surname of someone yeah, you've been on point. one date with? Um, but yeah, and but that moment where he does ask them and they both answer and he sort of goes, bye, is great. Chandler kind of plays this um, role on the periphery of this story in the same kind of way that Phoebe does with the other one. And it, I think they both, it's a really good episode for both of them, actually. We'll come on to Phoebe in a little bit. Um, but that kind of role that each of them play is really good in this one. Yeah, they just get to be playful, don't they? And, and yeah. sort of and move it along, which I really like. I really like the rest of the scene as well, when Joey and Ross are then trying to work out who is going to date her or what they're going to do about the situation, you know? And you get the, oh, Ross is going to take her to this expensive place. And then Joey just goes, okay, well, if you do that, I'm going to have really good sex with her. Yeah. <laughs> like, as his thing, as if he wouldn't do it if, you know, otherwise. Kristen does find... um the situation which would just be painfully uncomfortable. She just find it incredibly straightforward. Like she just goes with it. Um, she just sort of, yeah. well, until she disappears. But uh, the one point I would be, if I was on a date and someone that I'd arranged another date with turned up, yeah. let alone sat down, yeah. I would be absolutely mortified. Absolutely. I would hate that. It's a very awkward situation. She It takes her so long to clock that, you know, like Joey's first question is, you look familiar too. Are you married? Or have you ever been married? Or something. <laughs> yeah. it's like, like, at that point, she should be starting to go, what the fuck is going on here? Especially after it's just followed a very strange, of its time, transphobic joke about a man playing a woman or a man playing a woman in a man's body being this huge taboo thing, you know? Yeah, I, there's a couple of lines within that, um, that that sort of passive aggression and that conversation that they have where they are doing this sort of tennis match of knowing uh, questions towards each other is a lot of it's really good. Like the, I, 
I love Joey's. Ever slept in the same bed as a monkey? Yeah. <laughs> and also, once it's all gone wrong, the where do you think we lost her? Probably around oh, Gonorrhea. Yeah, yeah. That was great <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, the way it all plays out and the way it ends is, is nice. And the fact she just walks off to, you know, avoids any of that sort of slightly eggy ending to that scene. I think it's done very well, this whole thing. Uh, but I think she should have clocked very much earlier. Like you say, you know, have you ever been married? Do you married more than once? Like they, they know, they clearly know a lot about each other immediately, don't they? And quick mention for some smelly stereotyping with yep. the... Are you doing a, uh, did you give yourself a facial? And then, um, I know they do kind of make light of it then, whether, yes, T zone, uh, a little bit yeah. here and here or that bit. But then it's the fact that later, the way that they're doing face masks while watching American football. football yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you man, couldn't, man. you couldn't stereotype it any harder if you tried. No, and also fine to have a little face mask on, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> I don't, I don't think there's, uh, yeah, again, I think I think things have moved on since then, and there's this whole thing about. I do like it because it's the the, the men are all actually quite comfortable with, it, aren't they? You know, from the start, Joey takes that cream without even asking Ross, and just goes into put it here and here. Um, but then, yeah, they're they're still ashamed that that Monica, a lady woman, has seen them with a face mask on, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Uh, shout out for my favourite line of the episode, I think, just back to the scene where they're trying to decide who will date her, is um, Ross saying, what's the spending limit? And Joey doing that sort of thought process, and you hear him go, a slice. <laughs> and he goes, $6. And Ross goes, I was thinking 100 and I love Joey's line. Okay, can I borrow $94? <laughs> very, very good. And shout out to little Eric. I mean, we give Ben a hard time, but little Eric maybe would have been a... Would have been a better kid. Oh, yeah, when she gets his name wrong. Yes, and then yeah, Ross goes, that's you. right. No way. I was way. just thinking, who is Eric? But now I'm with you. There you go. Shall we have an advertorial break? Yeah, let's do that. Boom. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. 
Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Uh, on to weddings, wedding dresses. I, I do share Joey's thoughts on appetizers. I'd like to say that. Right, hang on. Is is an appetizer different to a starter? Uh, not not. Re- I mean, it depends where you are. I guess. I think in this situation, they probably more mean. Uh, what's the word? Like volivants, canapes, stuff on a tr- canapes. That's, that's the word yeah. I should think of. Because uh, otherwise, having six different starter options at a wedding is yeah. nonsense. No, absolutely insane. You get two, don't you? You get meat or not. Yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah. Uh, wedding food is crap anyway. But I would actually, I'm, I'm all about starters. Uh, what would be your go-to starter? Well, it depends where I am, doesn't it, Pete? But what my what Go to what? What do you mean where you are? Well, depends what sort of restaurant I'm in. Okay, you can have any starter in the world. What do you go for? We do not have time for me to take you through my thought process here, Pete. We'll be here all day. Dim sum. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there'd be one that you had in mind. I don't know, really. I don't know. Honestly, it depends on the mood. It depends on the day. But in general, I would rather have... Loads of starters and no mains, frankly. Okay. I don't care about mains so much. Just give me loads of starters. Done. And quite often, if people are having dessert, I'll genuinely consider just ordering another starter for dessert. I was going to ask if you're a dessert kind of guy. I like it. I like it. But quite often I find the dessert selection at a restaurant doesn't have anything that makes me really want to go, yeah. And I'd rather have some sort of weird So you starter. might go dim sum, main course, <laughs> back to dim sum. I'd probably have a different starter, mate. Or if I'd have a really good one, yeah, back to the same thing. Who knows? Anyway, this isn't about me. This is about Joey. I said the only play we, place we differ is I'm not sure about the peanut butter fingers. Hmm. Peanut Messy butter spoon, maybe. I have a thing about having clean hands, so that would that would really freak me out. <laughs> you say that like that's a strange, unusual thing. No, but... Like, <laughs> I, just, I just got this thing about not having peanut butter all over my hands. No, <laughs> like, but do you know what? I don't like, like to walk around with my hands covered in peanut butter. I would wash my hands after, like, getting anything on them at all. Like, just wiping something off my hands isn't right. enough. Do you wash your hands when you, like, come in from being on a train or something? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I get, like, I look forward to... When we, I was out and about a lot of the weekend, <laughs> and I was, like, excited when I get... Uh, we were on the way home, and I was like, I'm looking forward to washing my hands. That's quite weird. Yeah. Well, I'm just a clean guy, Dave. Clean, clean, clean. This is where I clean. Um, but yeah, peanut butter fingers, not for me, but more appetizers, yes. Right with you, Joey. So, I mean, this is another storyline, the wedding dress one, where people start very easily chatting to strangers in the in the middle of New York. I, I guess this one's a little bit more understandable because they're in a wedding dress shop and everyone's talking about wedding dresses. But they really strike up a, a quick conversation and friendship with old Megan, don't they? They do, yeah. I do like Rachel's, I do the same thing, uh, yeah. backfiring. And then uh, she also then fucks up straight away with the shop owner, doesn't she? About yeah. um, about how overpriced he is. I feel like it's not very Rachel to kind of embarrass herself socially like that. No, no, it's a bit, it is a bit strange, yeah. And it just feels like this entire scene is Rachel being a bit of a loser almost do you know what I mean like being like the weird loser one that's like yeah pretending to get married and fucking up and it's very strange isn't it hmm. just more more cool than that normally 
Um, they exchange very specific details about wedding dates and staffing. And I know that must be how Megan eventually bucks the Swing Kings because she knows exactly what date Monica's getting married. But fuck me, would you remember if you'd just been small talking with a stranger the exact day of the wedding? Well, and also the um, the fact that she mentions like one... Well, in like a big city like New York, I feel like there'd be a pretty long list of like musicians and people involved. And photographers, yeah, Jeffrey. Photographer, that's the example I was trying to think of, yeah. So she mentions one photographer, she's like, oh yeah, totally know him. Jeffrey, the bloody photographer. And not only does Megan remember Jeffrey, she remembers the specific nude wedding he photographed. Mm. I mean, like, I mean, sure, you would probably remember that, but God, Jeffrey must be like doing the fucking circuit if these two strangers have both met with him. Do you reckon a photographer at a nudist wedding is expected to be nude? I don't think you can expect anyone to be nude. Maybe you could offer <laughs> a high fee if they're happy to be nude, but I don't know if they... I mean, they're not on camera, I guess, though, in many ways. I, I think if you get into territory of paying someone to be nude at your wedding, uh, you, you've, you've gone off course. That's true, that's true. Yeah, I think I think that's maybe not a photographer you want mm. <laughs> if, if your instinct is paying someone to be nude at your wedding. Yeah, fair. Uh, also, a nude wedding is is hard. I mean, you've got a unless your entire circle of friends is nudist people as well. Imagine watching a first dance at a nude wedding. Oh, it's a bit flappy, isn't it? Well, well, it depends how aggressively you're dancing. But oh, that's true. Well, that's at least a bit. Well, I mean, it's obviously a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, fucking weird. Anyway, and Megan goes from being very friendly to an absolute dick very quickly when she meets her in the well, restaurant. Well, she goes into a fucking supervillain. But incredibly, like, so quickly, you know? Um, I do love that scene where, like, Phoebe's reacting to the two whistles. She's kind of darting between the two. Rachel's hiding. Then Phoebe <laughs> holding Rachel's nose so she drops the whistle that she keeps blowing. And Monica pinning Megan down. Like, it's a really great sort of... It's only, like, 30 seconds, if that... Um, but there's also a really great moment where while Monica's holding Megan down, Rachel mm. clocks who it is and almost goes to be like, oh, hey, hey. Before, <laughs> before being told to go. Go away, I know. That politeness kicks in straight away, doesn't it? It's so funny. I like the idea that Monica's really just pinned, like, like kicked her ass in the middle of the shop. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> to the point where she can pin her down on her back. It's a very professional takedown, really, you know? Um, and, and, and as... um. Ella says very much can relate to Rachel burying herself in the dresses and just blowing the whistle and covering her ears because those sort of stores stress me out. Not wedding dress stores, just like anything bargainy and it's you know like Black Friday type vibes. You know the worst bit of that for me is when they run out of diet coke though. I really felt yeah, the pain. Really you, you, felt couldn't, the pain you couldn't relate to that, could you? you? I assume you're always well stocked. Yeah, I've got. Well, actually, this oh, again going back to that. Actually, I'm not going to go into it. It's boring. But basically, I ordered 72 cans of diet coke for this party, and I thought, oh, I'll have a few left by the end. Not a one. But then it, it did go on for two days, Pete. So there you go. Um, also, I don't think Monica would be the sort of person that would run out of toilet paper. Yes, that's true. I know that they're just using the joke so Rachel can blow the whistle lots, but I just I think that's implausible. Monica would always have toilet paper in. That's what. There's I a think. couple of um, Phoebe lines that I really like in this. Yeah. Having already mentioned that she has a good episode. Yeah. I really like her genuine sort of um, excitement with. Does that mean carcass is available? <laughs> and uh, also later when she's talking about bands as well, and she says people actually die at their concerts. They just, <laughs> just stop, stop living. living. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love both of her attempts to dissuade Chandler. Like they've put all this effort into being like, right, we can talk him out of it. And Rachel is basically just like, they had swing about at the wedding, and then they, and then they got divorced. And- do you know the one bit that I do hate in that bit though what? is when Chandler's like, oh, when we danced to that. I realised that you were the one I wanted to dance all my dance. Fucking awful. Awful. Smelly. But I do enjoy that Monica sort of uh, cuts that sort of nice moment with her. Oh, crap. Yeah. That's that's a nice relief of the tension, you know? Um... Again, going back to Ella's points, like how's Megan got Monica's phone number? That is wild, isn't it? I mean, this is maybe the days of the phone book still. So they could look her up, but does she even know her surname? Uh, yeah, it, it just makes no sense, does it? She must have, the assumption must be that at some point they've just swapped numbers. Yeah. Um, how has Monica booked the Swing Kings before returning the dress? She tells Chandler, oh, I've booked the Swing Kings, by the way. And if she has already booked the Swing Kings, why does she need to bother returning the dress? She's done it. She's done That's all true. she needed. Like, that is true. And, and Megan clearly hasn't insisted on her returning the dress before releasing the Swing Kings, which is a slightly strange situation to be in, isn't it? Megan's a mug. Megan's a fucking mug. Keep the dress. Have the Swing Kings. Let Chandler have his horrible, some romantic, soppy moment. Um, and then Bob's your uncle, all the best. Now, Peter, I haven't got us a quiz because you promised me a quiz. No, hang, right, hang on. Hang on. What was the issue when we were looking at whether there was a quiz or not? What's your name again? Uh, what Chris, sorry, sorry, your surname. <laughs> uh, the no, issue yes. was that the attachment wouldn't open yeah. and you said oh, I, think, yeah. <laughs> I think you said oh no I'm sure I could do it so, do you know what we've come full circle because I did do it and do you know where the quiz is on oh, the laptop. laptop oh no it's actually yeah. oh my god the lost quiz <laughs> and do you know what Ella who requested this week's episode even nudged us with an email which I've just realised I forgot to reply to sorry Ella um, where she said did you manage to open the quiz and I didn't reply because I thought it would be very quickly made evident that yes we had um, and now Ella's quiz is the lost quiz on the missing laptop that's absolutely astonishing. I wonder if I can open well, so it. Basically, for clarity, it was the fact that the um, it was saved in a weird way, which meant that we couldn't open it, but you confidently said that you could open it, and it sounds like you did manage to open it. Yeah. So I'm just trying to work out if I can now do it on this computer. If you manage to unlock the lost quiz of Auckland, I'll be really impressed. <laughs> we owe it to the writer of this week's quiz to do her quiz next week yeah hopefully when I've got it bloody back yeah um, when my laptop's I tell returned you what, shall I tell you what next week's episode is yes please and then I will immediately look to see if there is an accessible quiz yeah that's what we need isn't it next week's episode is season one episode 24 it's a finale oh. uh, the one where Rachel finds out and it comes from Claire and now, Peter, what has Claire sent with her email? Uh, I have got the quiz, and I have access to the quiz. You've got it? You can see it? Confirmed quiz access. Um, I hope you don't mind, but I've checked that I can see the first question. Um, um, that's so, fine. Well, I've got, actually got an idea. Why don't we do next week's quiz now, 
and then this week's <laughs> quiz next week. Because we've, we? we've got a quiz in both episodes. And okay, this will I've, be a real test. I of... feel like this will make the quiz very hard. Yep. Um, okay, hang on. But this is good. This is good to challenge our brains, Pete. Uh, so, Claire, thank you for your quiz <laughs> for the episode that we're doing next week. Um, on the one where Rachel finds out. Question one. How much does Chandler say Joey owes him? Oh, tits. <laughs> Uh, $400? 17 gillion dollars. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, question two. Who is Rachel having drinks with? <laughs> I regret this already. Uh, oh, that guy. That guy. Come on. The boring guy. The tall guy. They're on the balcony. He turns into Ross. What's his fucking name? No, I'm not going to get it. Go on. It's Carl. Carl, Carl. Question three. What does Chandler buy for Rachel's birthday? Oh, this is very bad and everyone listening is going to be annoyed at us. Travel Scrabble. Travel uh, question Scrabble. four. What date does Monica say Ross and Rachel would be starting on? Oh, fucking hell. I don't know. Go on. 15th. <laughs> question <laughs> five. Question five. Claire's put all this effort into this quiz and we are... A shambles. Uh, question five. What gate is Ross's flight arriving at? Oh, come on, Claire. That's hard if I've even seen it. Uh, 22. Not too far off. 27B. Oh, I was going to say a, a letter after it as well, but what the chance does get that? Okay, well, do you know what? Here's the real challenge. We'll redo this quiz next week, okay. having watched the episode and already done the quiz, and I still guarantee we'll get some wrong. So join us next week. For the episode, the one where Rachel finds out, but the quiz of the one, <laughs> the one with the cheap wedding dress. Even by our standards, this is a fucking shambles. Uh, and if anyone was at my party on Saturday and has stolen my laptop, please return it post-haste, because it's got that quiz on it. All the best, Peter. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.